first thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Everyone and welcome to an episode of Bavarian Podcast Works. You're here with me, Samrin, and In, and we have a lot to discuss today. But first of all, In, how are you? Is there anything big on your agenda today? What's going on? Well, there's a big thing on everyone's agenda today if you're in India, which is the fact that we have India versus Pakistan this evening. And that's why we are recording this in the morning on Sunday for me because I will be watching that game. Oh. That's amazing. So does that by any chance coincide with El Clasico? Okay, you gave it away. And this is going to show to the audience that we actually do talk about this stuff beforehand. But yeah, <laughs> it, it does coincide with El Clasico. <laughs> and I was going to say this thing to prime our audience on how, <laughs> you know, El Clasico isn't all that entertaining anymore. But I guess it's been given away. So, okay, our first topic today is um, the decline <laughs> of El Clasico and why you should watch the Bundesliga instead. So, Samrin, no beating around the bush. Give, give me your take. Um, you should always watch the Bundesliga, but that's just me. I've been campaigning for the Bundesliga since I was like 12. Like, that's all I watch. I don't even watch the Premier League. Like, I'll tune in for like 20 minutes. I barely even watch like Arsenal's like entire games. I'll, I like tune in for parts and pieces. Yeah, but that's Arsenal. That, that's true. That's, that's a fair point. But I honestly think the Bundesliga just offers up way more exciting contests than other leagues. But then anyone can argue me down on that because that is such a subjective thing. Bayern Dortmund is always a great game to watch. I have watched El Clasico's where I remember the one with Mourinho um, in his first season in charge where Pep's Barcelona beat them 5-0. They tend to be nasty, rowdy contests. And frankly, they're not all that entertaining. But that's just me. What's your take on them, man? I, I do like like the fantasy and all the furor around that. El Clasico. Like, I like showmanship, okay? I like the glitz, <laughs> the glamour of it. Okay, these, right. these two teams... El Clasico, Real Madrid, and Barcelona, they really like to play up their rivalry. And I wish Dortmund and Bayern would do more of the same instead mm-hmm. of, you know, the current, you know, we, we're not we're not a classic derby. It's not, we're not really a rivalry. We shouldn't be, you know, that's a little bit, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I don't really like that. I wish we'd be more a little bit more nasty to each other, like Real Madrid and Barca <laughs> are. And I wish there was more, you know. There's more yeah. glitz around it. I, I like the glitz. I like the glamour. People say, you know, that you don't need it. But I think I, it is something necessary for me to really enjoy my football. That's why I really love, in my opinion, mm-hmm. when Bayern face either Barcelona or Real in the Champions mm-hmm. League, it's always a bigger game. You know, those are That's the true. biggest game mm-hmm. in, in football. Like those are the games that people talk about 
weeks in advance, you know? The only problem is Bayern and Barcelona actually have a very good working relationship. So, so do Bayern and Real. Of, uh, with Alaba, fine, fine. I'll give you that Everyone, one. not just Alaba. Yeah. Remember Hamas? Oh, God. Remember Cruz? Well, Tony is a whole other story. Tony lives by his own ideals in his own world, and Bayern lives rent-free in his head. We know that. So Yeah, his, Tony, his agent yeah. has been talking to the media again about Ooh. how... Yeah, we we're going to have an article on BFW about that. So <laughs> I'm oh, going to get chucked to write it. As oh, usual. my goodness. As long as there's a bit about Hamas in it, it should be fun. Yeah, sure. All in all, though, I do think with Real Madrid and Barcelona, that tie has lost a lot of glamour with Ronaldo leaving a while back, with Messi no longer there. Now, I think a lot of the audience, not obviously the core audience, but a lot of the audience will not really want to tune in for a game without Messi or Ronaldo. It was the starmanship of that, the star power of it. But also what's different about El Clasico as opposed to the Bundesliga rivalries is that a lot of Bundesliga opposing fans turn out to be friends. We all heard the stories about Union Berlin and Hertha Berlin fans, like before the Berlin Wall fell, helping each other across the wall to watch the games. We heard stories about um, Bayern and Dortmund fans coordinating whenever they play Champions League ties to put up banners protesting UEFA. They had the whole league had banners protesting Dietmar Hopp and they all came up with it together. So because of the fan culture in the Bundesliga, sometimes I think the rivalries end up getting toned down a bit because fans don't hate, hate each other. Well, except Schalke and Dortmund. That's probably like, that's the one where they really can't stand each other. Köln Leverkusen a little more friendly. Köln Gladbach a little more friendly. But yeah, so that fan culture, I think, actually tones down the rivalry a bit more. And it's not as outright as a contest like El Clasico. Yeah, and I think the other problem with the El Clasico as it is, I just said the El Clasico and everyone's going <laughs> to chew me out in the comments. But I assure you that I know that El Clasico means the classic. So anyway, um, the problem with El Clasico at the moment is that one team is significantly weaker than the other, which is Barcelona. And I know that people don't yeah. chew us out because this is off topic because we do face Barcelona in December. So this is on topic, okay? <laughs> so so the problem is that Barcelona sucks so much at the moment. I went on Barca Blaugrounds and asked them, how do you feel about this? And they posted 10 messages against Boateng. So you just know that they're feeling oh. really confident. So yeah. they, they do they do that whenever um, they feel threatened. It's like, you know, how a hedgehog puts out its spine <laughs> just like that. So, right. so that's how it is. So that's how it is in the Barca fan base. They're just hoping that they don't lose too badly. And they're hoping mm -hmm. that they don't lose as badly as they did against Bayern. I wish they won't probably because no, I don't think Real Madrid no. is as good as Bayern right now. No. That being said, who who knows? Spanish football is so weird at times. It's really hard to gauge. And I don't watch it all that much simply because it's a little bit boring, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree on that. I've tried. It's not great. It's Especially not great. It's not great. Oh my God. Like, honestly, the most I watch Barcelona games for is just to troll on Barca Blaugrounds and not to <laughs> actually watch the game. Yeah. I, see. <laughs> that's, I think that's with, how with it is. Barca, Barca fans, there needs to be some sort of acceptance about the situation and about there how is. it can be turned around. You think there is? Yeah, there is an acceptance that they're completely and utterly, um, I can't use that word because I'm going to rate this <laughs> podcast as clean, but, you know, um, 
they basically understand that they're completely done for in terms of at least this season, but they need, mm-hmm. but they understand that Koman really sucks and they really need mm-hmm. a better manager. They mm-hmm. should be trying to get at least Eric Ten Hag in mm-hmm. and then hopefully they can build on their Ansu Fati and all these other players that they, young mm-hmm. players that they seem to have, which Did is we, good uh... for them. They, they do, they do have a future. It's not like Barcelona will disappear off the face of the earth after mm-hmm. this season, but it's like it's just difficult for them, and that's one of the reasons why the current edition of El Clasico is probably the least interesting one, in my opinion. Other than the fact that mm-hmm. it, for me, it co- coincides with India Pakistan, so I won't really <laughs> be paying that much attention. So for me, it coincides with Leverkusen Köln, and that's where my where yeah. I'm gonna be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna watch yeah. Leverkusen lose to Köln while okay, everyone no. else is watching. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. I have faith. Well, no, actually, you know what? I don't. Yeah, that's probably you know what. No. Yeah, you every every team you have faith in, except Bayern. Don't don't don't. <laughs> in fact, Samarin, I'm telling you right now, don't have faith in Bayern. Tell me right oh, now, I you're don't. not gonna win the Champions League. Tell me right no. now. Okay. Oh, fine. Okay, we're Nagelsmann's a new coach. We're not gonna win the Champions League this season. It takes a lot of luck to win that contest. Yeah. Good. Go. Good. There we go. But, mm-hmm. So that's how it is. Look, I predicted a 5 0 loss to us for Gladbach. Okay. So against Gladbach. So I, I know how it goes. Fair enough. Fair point. Um, which this whole Barcelona situation actually makes me even more grateful about how well Bayern is handled because Bayern did have a point in their history when they were the laughing stock at like top European level, at least like at the very top. Every season, we had this period between 2002 and uh, 2009 till we made the final in 2010, where we'd get to the quarterfinals and then we would be kicked out by a much bigger name. Chelsea would do it. AC Milan would do it. We got embarrassed, like embarrassed, brought to our knees by Barcelona in 2008. Um, Barcelona had scored four on us by halftime. And in the Oof. second half, they took, yeah, they took mercy on us. And that's why it finished 4-0. Messi just calmed down after the Van wow. Bommel had a horrible time. We had Christian Lel at the back. Oh. Exactly. We had Massimo Odo in the back. Did, okay. Tell me, like, who, like, exactly. Look, look, if you don't I, recognize I started, Bayern, I, started, I started supporting Bayern in 2013, okay? So 2012, actually. So um, all I remember from that time was Bayern being called the... Chokers of the century. Chokers. We've yes. we we've lost Neighbor two goes, finals yeah. in three years. Mm-hmm. Good goodness gracious! And everyone's talking up Flop Stockman and Bayern's dominance is over everything like that. And I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. And I I, I was just a football novice. I didn't even know what the offside rule was. Still don't, <laughs> but that's a different concept altogether. <laughs> I didn't know what the DFB Pokal was. Okay, so I missed the DFB Pokal final that year. Because wow. I didn't know what it was. It was a was. good final, too. It was like a Stuttgart 3-2. I, I still haven't seen it, you know? <laughs> you should go back and watch. Mario Gomez yeah, I, I have no idea what happened. In it. I watched uh, I watched the Champions League final that year, and I'm like, yay, mm-hmm. good season. And I turned off the TV, <laughs> went to bed. And um, then, like, a week later, I see a notification, Bayern Munich wins the treble. I'm like, what's the treble? Then I check <laughs> online. Treble is when you win three competitions. Bayern have three competitions? Mm, okay. Wow. And I, then I look it up and I'm like, oh my God, there's another competition I should have been watching. <laughs> I mean, they don't advertise the Pokal as much as they should. There's upsets they don't advertise right the Pokal it. at all. Yeah, it's actually, weird yeah. because I'll there's tell no you, advertisement. Yeah, it's weird because because of that, like on our blog, whenever I see 
but a Pokal game is generally one of the most popular games on our blog as far as the game thread and the observations and stuff are concerned. So there is definitely mm-hmm. an audience for the Pokal. I don't understand yeah. why it doesn't get uh, pushed as hard as, you know, some of these FA Cup or other those, those thing ties, especially since it's in midweek. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's flashing with anything in the Champions League or anything. So, no. I think I've just come to realize over time that the Bundesliga is just pretty bad at advertising itself. Yeah, it overall. is. It, it is. It's like, at least in India right now, the situation mm-hmm. has gotten a lot better. Like we have Sony and they have hired like people to do the same, the same people that they get to do our UCL coverage. They do the Bundesliga mm-hmm. coverage as well. And I've noticed mm-hmm. that this has bled into their UCL coverage as well. Like before they used to be like, you know, Bayern, they're pretty good, but how do we know <laughs> that they will be able to perform at this level? Now it's like, Bayern is so good. They're right up there in Man City. It's going to be them and Man City for the finals. And I'm like, wow, that's wow, not what he was saying good. last year, you know? Yeah. Before you were before you were contractually obligated to cover the Bundesliga, <laughs> but but that's that true. Is, yes, we have to least, talk about but, us but we now have punditry. Yeah. The punditry sucks, but we have punditry. Wow, was, I know. What I they've mean, done is they've yeah. just got a few random English people um, mm-hmm. to commentate on the Bundesliga, and one Indian mm-hmm. dude who can't really pronounce all the names properly, which is fair mm-hmm. on him. Okay, I I guess he hasn't looked up a pronunciation guide, but he needs. <laughs> <laughs> and he's they're, they're trying okay they they know you can tell that yeah. they've at least watched Bayern games before so they're like oh god Davies is fast and Sani is fast and Lewandowski he's got so many goals doesn't he so they know the very very basics but they don't know anything mm-hmm. more than that so that's why they How also had Ron- yeah they got Ronan Murphy and Kerry Howe um, oh that's on. great yeah, that's they, they really got those guys on so uh, those guys do offer more insightful commentary. So it's mm-hmm. actually good. They don't do punditry for every single game, but mm-hmm. at least for every buying game, they know their audience. They have punditry for every buying game. So I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see how they're going to hype up um, the buying Dortmund game that's coming up because I'm Sony, as I, I should mention to you, Sony, they are the same channel that, broadcast the champions league here in india so if mm-hmm. they run the um these dortmund game ads on the champions league halftime then that mm-hmm. could really help us get some more eyeballs onto the onto this wow. game now that it's on tv because i'll tell you something important about this right now in india mm-hmm. Serie a is on an app a random app that not everyone has and mm-hmm. the Premier League is on Star Sports, but you have to pay extra to watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. based on that, Bundesliga is actually really cheap to watch. So Oh, that's it's, actually it's, an advantage. Yeah, uh, the cheapest yeah. to watch is La Liga, but you have to watch it on Facebook. So oh, that's very annoying. That's, I see. Yeah, I see. That, that, I'm going to be watching. That's how I'm going to watch El Clasico tonight. Like I'm going to have El Clasico on my laptop. And mm-hmm. India Pakistan on the family TV, like the big one, the fifty-five inch one. Oh, that's fancy. Okay. Yeah, that is. So fancy. tell tell me this: what is the coverage for the rest of the Bundesliga like? Because at on my end, stateside, if there's an American on the team, odds are coverage will be pretty good. Dortmund is covered probably more heavily than Bayern. Everybody loves Dortmund. Oh my god, I'm so tired of it. Obsessed. Like you know, but. Like today, for example, ESPN has all the games running all together. I can watch whoever, even after I'm done. Let's say I want to watch Freiburg right now. I can just turn it on and watch the whole game. But I was looking for highlights and they only packaged the important games, highlights, and 
let's say someone like Fiber Vosberg will be available tomorrow as highlights or something. But I would like to watch that as highlights too. So little things like that that they could improve on. But what's the rest of the coverage like for the Bundesliga? So um, you're going to laugh at this, but there is a (laughs) massive American bent to Bundesliga coverage here in India (laughs) that constantly (laughs) talking about Jesse Marsh and how he constantly talking about him. And I'm like so tired. Like, okay, we get it, Jesse Marsh. He's here. He's not doing well. We get it. And the other thing is that other than Jesse Marsh, they literally bring on Ronan Murphy and ask him 10 questions about Jesse Marsh. And I'm like, goodness, come me, on, man, come on. And then come and on. then the other thing is that they always focus on these young American players a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. so but they don't focus on Chris Richards, which I find really weird. Like, why I don't find you that weird on, too. Yeah. Why is Chris Richards overlooked? That's true. Like, even but here, he's like, American, like, isn't he? he yeah. Uh, he, like does it's he weird. yeah i think it's some weird Bayern bias or something because they only talk about Bayern, then they talk about americans and then they talk about leipzig and dortmund mm. and then that's more or less it then they do extra punditry on the other teams but it's like mm-hmm. it's not that good like it, there's not much to listen to i just keep it on in the background while i eat dinner mm-hmm. or something but mm-hmm. the thing is that other than that like they do mm-hmm. advertising for games. Like they say mm-hmm. when this Liga is on Sony ESPN now, so you can come watch mm-hmm. it. And but the thing yeah. that they use for advertising, they use, you know, those highlight videos that Bundesliga uploads to YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And those explanation videos and stuff. Those are the things that they use as promos for the Bundesliga. They don't really change them all that much. Oh, so it's. I guess it's up and coming is probably the best yeah. way to describe it, but there's like room for improvement. Yeah, and just guess, just comparing yeah. to how Star Sports here does the Premier League, it's night mm-hmm. and day, really. Like they have on Star Sports, they have proper Premier League X players um, mm-hmm. discussing the game for an Indian mm-hmm. audience. So that's something right. different. So, yeah. I mean, so the Premier League is, is yeah. great with that. Like stateside, we have NBC, NBCSN covering Premier League. And let's say a game like a completely random game, like Watford Everton today, like yeah. that will get massive coverage if that's like the sole game and there's educated people on the league to talk about it. But let's take a Bundesliga contest, Armenia Bielefeld Mainz. Nobody, like they won't be able to name like three players if, for example, so that's, that's troublesome. Oh, come on. You know, come on. You n- definitely know three players between those two. Uh, let's I try guess. it. Okay. Uh, Florian Muller. Does he I play for them? Think, I, I don't think Florian Muller is there anymore. I, uh, they're oh, goalkeepers. Man. Yeah, yeah. Mines, mines don't have him in uh, goal oh, anymore. No. Oh, no. Yeah. I can I, I, never I, remember the name of this guy. Like, I, he's literally, his face is on my mind right now because I watched Mines on Friday. Okay. But I can't remember his name. But I, I have no either. idea. I, I don't know anyone on Bielefeld. Don't even ask me. Mm-hmm. I, I watched you don't Bielefeld. Know anybody? Game. No. That's so sad. Okay, you don't know Fabian Close? Who? He's their captain. He was in tears when they survived relegation last season. Okay. Maybe not. Okay. But what about <laughs> Mines? You gotta know a couple of guys from Mines. Uh okay. Let me let me give you a clue. It's someone Teddy likes, and he played against Bayern last season. Wu Young Zhang. Oh no, no, wrong, wrong guy. You no. got the wrong one here. No, that, he's in he Freiburg. Freiburg. Yeah, think so about who else this. Is it? 
he played against Bayern in that snowy day when we lost. Oh, wait, you didn't watch that because you were asleep. The Pokal game. Yeah, I was asleep. Oh, my God. Lee Jae Sung. Who? Lee Jae Sung. He, <laughs> he was the one. Okay. All right. You're hopeless. Then. Okay. You have to know. This is, why, this is why I'm not on Fantasy Bundesliga because I don't <laughs> need everyone finding out how little I actually know. Like, look, I, I have to study for eight hours a day, so... I don't actually study for that long, but okay. Like, but some of these guys have been around for years. Someone like Adam July, he's been at this club for like his yeah, entire but, life. But look, I have a limited hard drive space in my head, so I just delete these names. I need to so make sure you I just to don't make, want to know about I need fucking to, I need to, That's I your need problem. To, I need to make space for random Muller facts, you know. Oh my god! How do you okay. how do you think how do you think I I remember how that Thomas Muller had more goals and assists. And Antoine Griezmann in 2016-17. How do you think I remember oh, that? Oh, my God. Okay, fine. At least remember their keeper's name, Robin Zentner. There's some go for Who? them now. Robin Zentner. He's really, really if he, good. If I have to remember a keeper's name, they have to have an amazing performance against Bayern. For example, you do realize remember- we got beat by Mainz last season 2-1, Yes, right? yes, yeah. but I've erased that memory. So Okay, how about Jonathan Burkhardt? You have to know him. I know him. I didn't. Yes. I forgot about him playing for Mainz. So okay, there we go. One, you know Karim Onisiwo, right? No. Okay, fine. Okay, you know Adam July. So there we go. Yes. Burkhardt and July. Here are two guys you know. Yeah, that okay. was Shalai and Shaloi and yeah, there's, there's those guys that were playing Roman for. Shalai. Roman think, Shalai plays for Freiburg. Yeah, yeah, they were playing for I think Hungary, and the yes. commentator really had field days just trying to say their names. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, do you know Dominic Kor? No. Related to okay, all right. Jean Paul Boetius. Yes. There you go. All right, you got three. There we go. We can wrap this one up. Yeah, amazing. This, this I don't even remember Viber. how we got to this point. Yeah, you, you were telling me that some about stateside coverage of Armenia Bielefeld versus Mainz. Anyway, we are the commentators are hope, very good. We are hopelessly off topic because this started as <laughs> yeah. a discussion about how El Clasico isn't good anymore and. It, it shows you how bad El Clasico is now that a discussion about El Clasico can't even stay on El Clasico anymore. We end up in Mainz somehow. I love Mainz, though. They're great. They're awesome. Like I, really I hate Mainz. They keep beating us. It was the one time. And it was the one time. It, if you beat us once, I will hate you for the rest of time. We have gotten beat by pretty much everybody in the league at least so, once. Do you think I like anyone in the league? I mean, I would hope you have a sec- a love for Freiburg. Freiburg no. are amazing. No, wow. they're so hard to beat. You don't like Christian Strike? He's always like good Christian about Strike. I like Christian Strike. I don't like Freiburg. I don't like playing okay. them. You cannot hate on Wolfsburg because Mark. Yes, I hate Wolfsburg a lot. I oh, hate Wolfsburg on. a lot. Okay, they cons- coach constantly. Is a former they, they, they hog. They hog a Champions League spot and then they do <laughs> nothing in Europe. Blame <laughs> Van Bommel for that. That's just poor coaching. They are doing nothing in your. In fact, like, Champions League not doing anything in Europe, in it was either. a disaster this week. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you know what? Like I was when Bayern and Benfica were still at nil nil. I was thinking to myself, Are we not going to have any Bundesliga teams getting anything in Champions League games? Yeah, I'll Bayern. I I was pretty confident that we beat Benfica, but it was like, What the hell is going favorite. on, man? Oh my god. Yeah, because, I thought like it because might, Ajax, yeah. my God, what did they do to Dortmund? And that was a f- more or less full strength Dortmund. They, I know that they yeah. started Munir and Schultz, and that's like mm-hmm. uh, minus <laughs> ten to any team. But they had Holland, 
and Bad even words. so it was terrible that was so bad like Ajax just played them off the park they played them off the park in a way that Bayern usually do so and you know at least Bayern gives them a goal but I feel yeah. like nah yeah. you're not even getting nah, a goal you're not, and that, they didn't that even get close yeah like yeah. Holland, Holland wasn't doing anything like anything. it's insane to think about like Erling Holland being completely out of a game I think that's actually a very good point about discerning between him and Robert Lewandowski. I mean, yeah, the years of experience aside, because Lewandowski can carry the Polish team on his own sometimes. We saw him do it yeah. in the Euros. It wasn't enough to qualify for the next round, but in two out of three games, he literally carried them. And, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. And Haaland is not, Haaland needs the service. Haaland needs the Jude Bellingham behind him. Haaland needs a Royce setting him up. He's not ready to carry a team on his own yet, I think. And if anyone says that Haaland carries Dortmund on their on his own, I don't think they're really watching Dortmund because Royce is having a fantastic season, as is Jude Bellingham. Yeah, but Haaland himself admitted that Lewandowski is still leagues ahead of him, and he kind of admitted to watching Lewandowski's games just to learn more about him. And I'll mm-hmm. say this about Lewandowski, he wasn't always the player he is today. Like, I no, think in 2015-16, when which is the first season he hit 30 goals in the Bundesliga, mm-hmm. that he was a much less compete player back then. Like, mm-hmm. he, the entire team used to combine around him so that he he and Muller could get those goals. Like, that was mm-hmm. what Pep Guardiola's setup was like. Like, everyone else would do the work and they would get the mm-hmm. goals. That was, like, how it was. But now it's more like Lewandowski is in the build-up. He's passing. Hold-up yeah. play. Hold-up play is a major one. Like, he's so good at it. So and, far, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes and he plays as an auxiliary winger, which yeah, is, like, he, great to watch. He often plays, as, and then he's just looking for the layoff to whoever. And the fact is that that's why we have so many good fullbacks, not Pavard, so many good fullbacks. <laughs> Right, that on. he can lay off the ball to so he can go back inside and just drift inside. There are times when defenders are so scared of giving Lewandowski the ball this season mm-hmm. that they've they've sent the goal into the net themselves. Yeah, yeah. And that was amazing. This was noticeable in the Benfica game too, where like he was sort of fouled out of the game for yeah. long for long periods. And Bayern's buildup suffered a bit because of that. And that was very telling about how much Bayern rely on Lewandowski, not just as a finisher, but also as a sort of build-up there in situation. Yeah, especially since we play with someone like Thomas Muller, who isn't really a kind of guy who can... He's not a Kevin De Bruyne. He's not going to carry the ball up the pitch or Mm -hmm. send progressive passing. He's going to receive passes and then send them through to someone like Lewandowski so he can go forward. Like, Mm -hmm. Muller should be on the ball as little as possible. And if you have someone like that, you need someone Mm -hmm. like... You need, like, an offensive pivot basically like Lewandowski and that's something I think is kind of unique to Bayern for all these mm-hmm. years like we're the only team that relies on a target man in mm-hmm. that sense like if mm-hmm. lots of teams you see around Europe they have when they have a use a striker they don't really mm-hmm. use use their link up play all that much I think the only other striker you can compare to Lewandowski in terms of link up play is probably Benzema who yeah. is nowhere near in terms of, you know, everything else. So which which actually brings me to an interesting question about Thomas Muller. I have this theory in my head that Muller would not not fit into or be anywhere near as successful if he played for any team other than Bayern. Because it, there's just a fit between Yeah, there's him just and a Bayern. weird fit going on here. Like Thomas Muller mm-hmm. coming into our team has catalyzed the greatest generation that Bayern Munich has ever seen like the mm-hmm. greatest set of 
uh, results we've ever had in the last decade or so. Mm -hmm. Like this, mm -hmm. in my opinion, it is better than the 70s. But mm -hmm. even so, like, it's kind of weird to think about this, but Muller probably wouldn't be as successful if he had gone somewhere else. Like I remember when Man United offered like 100 million for him yeah. and he said no, but I was like mm -hmm. really scared back then he would say yes he probably could have gone to the premier league and he would have been pretty decent but probably not as good as he has been at Bayern these days and it just mm -hmm. feels weird that muller you know he's how should i say it he's mm -hmm. mr Bayern basically like he's the face of Bayern munich these days and everyone when they think of Bayern, they think of muller Lewandowski, kimmich these players are the ones that come to mind so mm -hmm. speaking, speaking of, of kimmich right Mm -hmm. Exactly. We we have about 15 minutes left on our pod, so we have to talk about this. Yeah. Go Can ahead. you start? All right. Okay. I don't want I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so as most of you probably already know, Joshua Kim came out with some interesting statements after the game, uh after Byron's game today, where he was confronted pleasantly by the journalists about not being vaccinated. And he mentioned that if I get this wrong in correct me, he mentioned that while he is not an anti-vaxxer and he is not a COVID denier, he's none of those things. He is very careful about it. He gets tested two to three times a week, but he doesn't want to take the vaccine until he's sure enough, until there are more long term studies, because he's not sure about the long term effects. This does not mean that he will not take the vaccine in the near future. He might. But for now, it's on a hold. So, and what are your feelings on this? So, so how should I say it? I'm insanely disappointed in what Kemek has said. Mm -hmm. Like, I when I heard about the five unvaccinated players at Bayern um, a few <laughs> days ago, I right. would never have expected that Kemek would be one yeah. of the people. Like, mm -hmm. he has the initiative that called We Kick Corona with Goretzka. And yeah. now it's like, He's just opened himself up to so much criticism. And he's also given anti-vax people more ammunition. And mm -hmm. I don't think the science backs up what Kimmick is saying, honestly. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think that there are any documented cases of long-term effects of any real vaccine. At mm -hmm. least any of these type of vaccines that the COVID vaccines are. And mm -hmm. even so, like, it's just, it's just so disappointing to see someone that's generally so responsible someone who's generally considered a leader mm -hmm. say something like this and do something this this i can't even say it's so irresponsible for him to do this right. and like i thought he got it you know i thought Kemik was one of the players who really gets it at Bayern, and it just doesn't mm -hmm. look like he does at the moment like he, he's just been gotten at and I'll be fair to Kemik. Like I have, I know a lot of people, like mm -hmm. I'm in the medical field, as you know, I'm a medical student mm -hmm. and I know there's a lot of vaccine hesitancy, even in here, even among mm -hmm. people who know a lot about vaccines and who know that the vaccine is safe to take. And mm -hmm. I personally got vaccinated all the way back in February. So mm -hmm. like I was one of the earliest adopters of the vaccine, but there were a lot of mm -hmm. people who did not get it. And mm -hmm. every single one of the people who did not get it on time, they've gone on to regret it. So mm -hmm. either either due to the fact that vaccine scarcity is still a thing in India or due mm -hmm. to the fact that, you know, they got COVID and they ended up being hospitalized. So mm -hmm. the thing is that Kimmich, what he's doing here, he is kind of taking advantage of his privilege as a footballer because as a footballer, he gets tested for free two to yeah. three times a week. 
Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, I don't see that as a good thing. And he's also kind of taking advantage of the trust placed in him by his teammates. Mm-hmm. Because if he gets COVID, first of all, he's much more likely to get it because mm-hmm. he's not vaccinated. And the second thing is he's much more likely to spread it among people mm-hmm. in his squad. And mm-hmm. it's not like there are any more special allowances being made for COVID outbreaks in squads anymore. So what if Kimmich right. had mm-hmm. gotten it from Nagelsmann this week? We would be without him. And we might even be without him and Goretzka and everyone else. What if there's an outbreak at Bayern and he's at the center of it? Like, it's mm-hmm. obviously a minuscule chance and everyone in the comments will be like, it's his choice and this and that. But like... Mm-hmm. It's also his choice to not train and it's his choice to not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, go to the gym or do anything outside of what he's paid to do. But mm-hmm. like, if you're not doing that, okay, then there are consequences and you're going to get called irresponsible. And there are certain obligations placed on you as a member of society to get protect yourself and the people around you. And as mm-hmm. a Bayern Munich player, someone who mm-hmm. is in constant contact and someone who is intensely privileged, Mm-hmm. Okay, so because as let us remember that buying players were allowed to continue playing football long before the rest of us were yeah. allowed to leave our homes. So he's yeah. extremely privileged and he gets tested regularly, which is another privilege that we should not take lightly. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that he has a huge platform as um, someone who is looked up to as mm-hmm. a voice of reason. Mm-hmm. I think that this is just so disappointing from him and like... Doubly so as I'm in the medical side of things and it's just mm-hmm. like, I can't, I don't know what to say. You, you, you say something. Well, it's a tough one because this is just anecdotal evidence and this is like not scientifically backed or anything, but a couple of my friends who were not vaccinated, who went on to get COVID suffered and they suffered badly. So they're, they made it out. They're fine now. They went on to get the vaccine later, but it, it's not. When you know and care about the people around you, you see them suffer, then you really understand the impact a disease can have. So that kind of showed me why it was important to take the vaccine. And I I took it at the first chance I got. But that being said, I understand it's my choice. Like, I understand that argument. But there's also a social responsibility that comes with choice. Just because, I don't know, like, something just because it's my choice to sing as much as I want. Am I going to get on a public transportation? Am am I going to get a bus and sing loudly and interrupt everyone's time on it? No, it's just social responsibility. You get on a bus, you mind your own business. So when someone, Kimmich is not just in touch with the Bayern squad. He's not just in touch with his own family. He's in touch with plenty of other people around the Bundesliga because of the work that he does. He is socially like, out there in the world. He visited a children's hospital a few days ago. Yeah, that was children's cancer hospital. Yeah, on top of that. So I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist. I can't really say, I can't really tell, say that Kimmich is 100% wrong for doing this. I just feel like this, this argument of his kind of falls by the wayside because I don't know what the rules are in Germany, but I sure know that to enter educational institutions in the U.S., I had to be vaccinated for a whole bunch of things. Polio, meningitis, like name it. So if that's not a problem, I don't understand why this is a problem. And while I understand that he was in a tough position because I don't know how it leaked out that he wasn't vaccinated. 
I don't think he meant to be in a position where he had to sort of become a public figure and he had to kind of speak about his vaccine beliefs. It is his reasoning, like long-term studies, like it, it throws me off a little bit because I don't know what Kimmich is waiting for exactly. I'll tell you something about Kimmich's reasoning. It's a very mm-hmm. common reasoning given by very reasonable people, people who do mm-hmm. know a lot. A lot of people who are my professors in medical school, they have mm-hmm. given the same reasoning. I don't really trust the vaccine because it was developed so quickly and it was certified so quickly. So mm-hmm. they ended up getting the vaccine anyway, eventually, because it was mandated to them to go back yeah. to teaching. Mm-hmm. In general, I don't think the science backs up these claims. It's just mm-hmm. a little bit of hysteria that has been spread by the media. Then mm-hmm. again, I am not qualified to comment on this topic. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm just a third year medical student, which does mm-hmm. not qualify me for anything. Even so, Kimmich, he has all the resources at his disposal to go and speak to whoever he wants. Maybe not mm-hmm. Hans Willem Muller Wolfart. Please don't go to him. But anyone <laughs> else, yeah. anyone else, he can go to them. He can get the entire story. And I think Kemik is more than intelligent enough to make a decision for yeah. himself. And 100%. at the moment, I don't think he has done that. Like if he had done it, if he had gone the extra step to understand the consequences of what he's doing, he probably yeah. he probably would have taken the vaccine by now. And yeah. I wonder who else on the Bayern squad isn't vaccinated because something mm-hmm. that someone mentioned on the comment section is that often your choice of you know, vaccine or not vaccine is mm-hmm. influenced by your peers. And Kimmich, oh he is pretty, he's pretty good friends with guys like Goretzka and Gnabry and company. Mm-hmm. And Goretzka mm-hmm. has always been seen by me, at least a guy who's very much in touch with all the issues, very much, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. he seems to me like a smart guy. Like he's not one mm-hmm. of those dumb footballers. Okay. Dumb no, out of touch yeah. footballers. He seems to be mm-hmm. in, in the know. Mm-hmm. Even so, like, if that is the case, then are there more surprises left on the Bayern squad in terms of like I think Goretzka did have COVID already once, didn't he? And the yeah. same thing and, and Muller also had COVID. And I I'm 99% sure I've seen Goretzka advocating the vaccine. And Muller has yeah. advocated the vaccine. And he in fact said so he us. said yeah. he said that he said that last night which was mm-hmm. that I am friend of the vaccine. I recommend everyone get it. So mm-hmm. that's good. And it is a problem mm-hmm. to me that Kimmich can't commit to anything on that level because he simply has not got the vaccine himself. And it's also mm-hmm. a little bit of hypocrisy from him giving yeah. this kind of reasoning that he doesn't know mm-hmm. about the long-term detriments. First mm-hmm. of all, what about the long-term detriments of actually catching COVID? Those yeah. are pretty, pretty well documented. Pretty awful. Yeah. They're pretty awful, especially if you're an athlete like Kimmich. I yeah. mean, we're looking Did at Muller right now. That said, like they lose six percent of their original performance or something. Yeah, something yeah. along those lines. It, it, someone pointed out in the game thread maybe the reason that Nagelsmann is regularly subbing off Muller these days is because he had COVID this year. Remember? Right. That yeah, he's getting older happened. and he had COVID. So just think mm-hmm. about that. He, it yeah. used to be that Muller getting subbed off was completely unheard of, and like when mm-hmm. he did, disasters would happen. So, mm-hmm. um. Kimmich, he should know about these things. And compared to that, getting the vaccine seems like it's just yeah. I don't understand. And like the other thing that his mm-hmm. car, his organization, We Kick Corona, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, it it 
advocates getting vaccinated and and it does so much for you know the economic impact of COVID-19 and he yeah. and Goreska started it and it was such a good initiative yeah. to start mm-hmm. now that he said that he doesn't trust the vaccine in terms of like he didn't say it in that way but that's how yeah. it's going to be interpreted mm-hmm. now that he said that it comes off as like upper class hypocrisy like he wants the other people mm-hmm. to test out the vaccine for him before he wants yeah. to take it so that's going to yeah. just increase the level of yeah. doubt people have in the vaccine and i just mm-hmm. hate that you know like there are lots yeah. of very very good very smart men and women mm-hmm. working on these vaccines to get them out and yeah they once they've been certified they are safe okay that's that's how i yeah. see it like mm-hmm. i know that people will tell me you believe in the government and what Look, there are certain things that you need to trust the government for, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. And I put the vaccine in me as soon as I could get it. And mm-hmm. I'm very disappointed in what Chemix done. I think it shows badly on Bayern Munich at a time when we really need some good PR and we are not getting it at all. Right. After the, Lu- after the Lucas thing, point. after the Lucas thing. Oh, oh man, now yeah. this. And it's just, it's overshadowing everything because the team is playing so well. And yeah. You know, Absolutely. it's just, it doesn't make any sense what Kimmich's done here. And I hope that he reconsiders and maybe on the winter break, he says, okay, I've thought about it. Everyone's mm-hmm. changed my mind. I'm going to get the mm-hmm. vaccine now. And then he does mm-hmm. like a full video talking about his reasoning and what he thought, mm-hmm. what what he's seen since then. And then mm-hmm. he decides to get vaccinated publicly. This is the only way Kimmich can mm-hmm. redeem himself in my eyes. Yeah. I think the problem, another problem has been with Bayern's messaging about this because Rumaniga has sort of come out and said from the get-go, as far as I can remember, that it's a player's choice. And this has been, and whereas people like Jorgen Klopp at Liverpool has just said, well, if you don't take the vaccine, it's the same thing as drunk driving, something along the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I agree with Klopp, by the way. Yeah, so there you go. So the messaging difference it may lead to different results in each team. That being said, only five players in a big squad not being vaccinated, it's it's almost strange to me because if there are so many that are vaccinated, like why are these five, aside from Kimmich, we now know, so four more holding out, like especially when Thomas Muller, who's probably the most influential person on that team, maybe even as influential as Nagelsmann, when this is his opinion, I wonder what else is going on, whether it's Kimmich. We don't know. We don't you know? know who has the vaccine because Kimmich mm-hmm. is pro-vaccine mm-hmm. and it never would have expected him to be the one without the vaccine. So we have I no idea. Really like unless unless we've seen them on camera getting the vaccine or t- talking about mm-hmm. getting the vaccine, mm-hmm. we have no idea who it could be. Even Thomas Muller could be unvaccinated, even despite saying that he is pro-vaccine. So who Did the hell knows? Did he say he got it's, it? No? You know, he didn't say he got it. He didn't say he, uh, he specifically okay. did not say that. Mm-hmm. So, but he did say knows? that the faster people take it, the faster we yeah, get he, out of this or something. He, he, he said that I'm very much a friend of the vaccine, something along mm-hmm. those lines. And I recommend mm-hmm. that people get vaccinated. Right. And right. Th- he also said that it's Josh's personal choice. One thing about personal choice, I should make mention that it's very, mm-hmm. it's very annoying to me when footballers get to parade around their personal choice. While most because of us, re- regular on. people, yeah. regular people, we don't even get to travel unless we are vaccinated. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, in New York City, you can't go into a restaurant. You can't go into a public college. You basically can't go anywhere without showing that you're vaccinated. Yeah. I think Germany, does Does Germany have those rules? I don't know, but Germany was 
I think pretty fast out of like into getting vaccinated at the beginning, weren't they? Like they were doing really they well. They were a bit like, slow at the beginning, but they caught up. Like, yeah. 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 So, yeah. We shouldn't, we shouldn't simplify this too much because Kimmick is clearly a very intelligent guy. Like he literally sure. learned Spanish. He sure. literally learned Spanish just to talk with the Spanish players on the team. So it is the that's, fact that that's he, true. the fact that's that true. he, is showing signs of vaccine hesitancy is just a symptom and something that we have to confront that there are lots of very reasonable, very well-informed people who Mm -hmm. have been plagued by this due to lots of misinformation campaigns. And that's just so like, I don't want to say the gamer-esque we live in a society meme because I'm sure people will laugh at it and it will undercut my message, but that is kind (laughs) of the society we live in. So, so that has been the end of a very long episode. This has been Samrin and In. We have discussed everything from El Clasico to Bundesliga's rivalries. And um, we somehow ended up discussing Mainz and their players. I love Mainz. So we'll just stick to that. Yeah. We talked. Next scene to get relegated. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> we talked extensively about uh, Joshua Kimmich and his reasons for not taking the vaccine. Um, Before I wrap up, though, I do want to tell you guys that our opinions on the vaccine are not in any way meant to change anyone's mind or anything about how you feel about the vaccine. This is just our take on how we feel about Kimmich. So I just wanted to let you know. And with that, this is the end of our show. You know where to find us. BavarianFootballWorks.com is the website. You can find Chuck at the Barrow blog, Jake at Jefferson Fenner, Tom at Tommy Adams 71 and in at BFW in. All right. That's a wrap. Have a good night. Any final thoughts in? Nope. Good night.